Indeed, Father, it's an honor once again to be called into your presence to share table with many whom your spirit is awakening and instructing regarding your prophetic counsels and intentions for this new day. Even as we get our hearts, Lord, ready and prepared to hear and to know of your counsels and desire for our day. We desire more than ever before to see, to behold, to understand the very life, the very nature, the very character of him who has called us. We've come this morning to see, to behold Jesus. We have come to have an intimacy, a devotion with Christ. We've come to worship. We've come to honor. We've come to glorify you. We've come, Lord, to pour our heart before you in worship, in adoration. We've come to seek your face because indeed that is the most important thing. That is the most noblest thing to do in times like this. We turn our hearts to you. We turn our lives to you. We once again present everything that we are and we hope to be before you. We lay down our entire being before you and we ask you once again this morning, Christ, take your place in our life. Have your way in our minds, in our thoughts. Every aspect of our being, our faculty, we yield them to you. We pray once again that we will be conformed into your image and likeness, that the essence of our existence will be to display, to manifest, to showcase your beauty and glory, even to a world that is filled with darkness. So we ask you once again, bring us to the place of quietness. Help us to hear, help us to listen, help us to respond in accordance to the ministry of truth. Jesus, you are the truth. You are the way, you are the life. Bring us into this tripartite understanding of your nature and life. Help us, grant us wisdom. Help us to track the path of knowledge. Let understanding be our watchman. We pray this morning, Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. Teach us the ways of Christ. Bring us to the place where everything that we are clearly understood from the perspective of your intention. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you this morning. Have your way. I pray for my brothers and sisters, everyone that will be joining, those that are already connecting and those that will be listening later to this podcast. I pray that this word, oh God, oh Father, will really create an impression within their state, within their life of your intentions, of your desire for them. And Lord, they will not just hear this word as another passing word, but this word, O oh God, will cause an awakening. In fact, a rude awakening within the structures of their being. That their entire life will become indeed a reflection of one who has been formed in the very image and likeness of Christ. Christ, it is you that we desire more than anything, more than even the breath that we breathe. For without you in our life, we are empty. Empty barrel, they say, makes the loudest noise. 
We don't want to be known for noise. We want to be known for impact. So feel us. Feel us. Feel every aspect of our life that can re reflect sound. Feel every aspect of our life so we can bring glory, yes, to the Father. We honor you this morning. We, we praise you. We thank you. Our oh, hallelujah. Glory. Amen and amen. Once again, friends, welcome to the Potter's Gate. If you're alive and well this morning, I want us to honor God and praise his name and continue to bless his name for indeed he is worthy of all praises. Amen. Well, we have been talking about the concept of looking unto Jesus and this, of course, we're going to connect to what we have been dealing with for a while in terms of the transition of Elijah. I believe that there is excuse me, of Elisha, I believe that there's a connection, amen, to all of these realities in our life. And I really want us, amen, to walk in the understanding of what the Spirit of God is emphasizing for our day. It is critical, amen, that we develop the mindset, the spiritual value system, amen, that will allow us to function, amen, yes, in the full reality of God's prophetic counsel. We are tracking, amen, God's prophetic counsels for our Life. But we cannot move to that understanding of God's intention if we don't understand or know the basic, you know, fundamentals that define our spiritual journey, which of course is focusing, looking unto Jesus, amen, the author and the finisher. I want us to look at that word. Jesus is the author and the finisher and everything in between, amen, must be understood within his perspective. So the kind of church, the kind of company, if you will, the kind of saints that God, amen, is awakening in this season, even though they may be going through whatever, you know, you can imagine, amen, anyone can go through in life. They must learn how to keep their eyes. They must learn how to keep their focus, amen, in Christ. Because like I said yesterday, when we shift our focus, when we when we allow the, the challenges of life or the tactics of the enemy, amen, the arrows of the enemy to divert, to deviate us, amen, from looking unto Jesus, we begin to sink irrespective of who we are, what we are, amen, or where we are, amen, we will begin to sink. And that is just, amen, you know, a given in the reality of human life, amen. Christ is the only anchor, is the only, amen, uh, uh, if you will, foundation, is, is the only boat, amen, that can keep us stable and can continue to move us to the place of heaven's divine intention. And I, I, I mean, I cannot overemphasize that. I'm, I'm not just speaking from a point, amen, of doctrinal truth. I'm also speaking from a position, amen, of personal encounter and revelation that we have to in this season. I tell you, I've been doing some study. I've been doing some reading. I've been doing some listening to, amen, the, 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 the nature of the days we're living, okay, the kind of things that is happening, all right, both from a political perspective, all right, from an economic perspective, from, a, you know, a... a if you will, a technological perspective from a global perspective, okay? I, I love to read. I love, amen, to, to inform myself so that when we present, you know, you know, a message, we present them, amen, from a perspective, amen, that is all-inclusive. And from the things that, you know, one is reading, one is hearing, and one is watching, I tell you, there are, there are things that is about to happen that is going to shake, amen, our life to the very core, such that if we're not anchored, if we're not stayed, amen, if we're not stable, if we're not formed and fashioned, amen, in the reality of the revelation, the ascended revelation of Christ, 
I didn't say just, amen, the revelation of Jesus while he was on earth because I was tracking the scripture, amen, in Luke 24. You will notice that when Jesus actually resurrected, all of his disciples, amen, could not recognize him. They could not interact with him. Two disciples that were with him, amen, one called Cleos. I mean, this guy, this, these two guys could not just interact. They could not connect with Jesus. And I saw that when I was reading, I saw that, amen, as a pattern to, amen, where we are. Because you see, as we journey further in the things of God, the Lord will begin to reveal himself to us from a, from a higher, if you will, an ascender perspective. And that perspective, I want to see it as prophetic by nature. All right, that even even Peter, amen. I mean, was wondering when when you know when they went to the tomb, amen. You know, to 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 look at what has happened. I mean, the Bible says they were they were wondering what what has gone wrong. What has, I mean, they are totally completely forgotten, amen. The things that Jesus said, and this is why I'm saying that we need to get to the point where we constantly, amen, renew and refresh our mind, amen, by gazing on the things that God, amen, has spoken. It's so easy for us to get to the point where we forget, where, amen, we take the things of, you know, of God for granted, amen, where we lose sight, we lose image. I mean, let me tell you this, it's the nature of people that when things are not in view, you know, after a while, they lose interest, they lose focus, and uh, and uh, they just forget and move on to something else. And this is the reason why, amen. In the in the in the in the, if you will, in the idea of marketing, they they, they keep throwing that thing before your face. They keep, you know, you know, everywhere you look, you keep seeing the same thing until you do what, until you make a purchase. <laughs> That is just the secret, amen, to marketing. Because I know that the moment, all right, you, your eyes is all that thing, okay, something else catches your attention. Something else catches your attention. Before you know it, all right, you move on to something else. That is just how the human, you know, nature is. I mean, me that I'm preaching right now, I'm here, you know. If, if Imagine if I don't, if I don't, you know, come, you know, for the next, let's say, one week, one month, two months, by the third month, you will move on to something else. You won't care if Isaiah or is alive or dead or this man is the one, you know, that, you know, brings me the word of God. You will not really bother. You're just like, okay, you move on to, that is the human nature to the point that when people die, all right, you will see, you know, families weep and cry and all of that, but give them the next one, one week, two weeks, you know, one, one month, you give them six months by the, by the end of the six months. People are back to their normal self. You know, life continues. By one year, okay, maybe the person is already thinking of marrying somebody else. That is just the human nature. What Emma is in focus, hallelujah, catches our attention to interact and to relate. That has an advantage, but also that has its own disadvantage. But I'm using that, you know, as something that we need to look into, all right? Because these are things that the Lord really wants us to understand and to engage with. How we relate, how we understand life, how we interact, amen? How we see our world. Because there's a world out there, all right, that, that, that is shrouded in ma ma manipulation. And they're using, doing everything, amen, to steal your attention away, amen, from Christ, all right? they, 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 they give you all kinds of things. They bombard you with all kinds of, you know, things that catches your attention until the point that you really do not have time, amen, for Christ, for his word, amen, for his truth. And before you know it, amen, yes, the old man, the old nature resurfaces. Isn't that the purpose? 
is for you to live your life the way you want to live it, not to live it, amen, based on the values and the standards and the principles of Christ. So, so the the the, the, the trick is just like, amen, uh, uh, what you know, uh, what do you call him now? Pharaoh did, amen, in Egypt. All right, when the people of God says, "No, we want to go worship our God," what did he say? He says, "Your hands, all right. It, it seem, it seem you guys, all right. I've got enough time. It, it, it seems the work that I've given to you, you know, does not really occupy your time enough." So what did he do? He increased the labor. He increased their labor. Not only did he increase their labor, all right, the material for building, amen, he, he stopped supplying. He said, you must go look for those things, amen, and still, amen, meet the quarter for, amen, for each day. This is what Pharaoh did. This is what Pharaoh said. This is what Pharaoh told, amen, yes, his foreman, go and tell the Israelites. That you're not going anywhere. You are not going to focus on that Je- on that Jesus. You are not going to serve that God. Uh, amen. Even that's one Sunday that I'm giving to you, all right, that, to serve God. I'm, in fact, I'm going to, you know, include that Sunday in the in the concept of your labor, your work. Are you getting something that I'm saying? So when I talk about, amen, keeping our eyes on the, on the Lord, when I talk about, amen, letting Jesus become our focus, when I talk about looking unto Jesus, I'm not just making a passing statement. I'm not just making some religious statement. I'm making a statement that is very strategic, amen, because the thing is, whatever takes your, takes your time, amen, yes, carries, or if you will, amen, amen, makes demand on your focus, and you know that purpose, amen, is, 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 is not complete, hallelujah, without focus. You can't declare, you can't say that you have, amen, uh, you know, a reason for living, a purpose for, for life, but your focus is on something else. That's not possible. That's just something that is not, amen, that doesn't work. You cannot talk about, you. Have, if you have a purpose, that purpose, amen, must define and determine your what? Your focus. So whatever catches your attention, your focus, amen, yes, rules your life, defines your life at the end of the day. That's the point. I hope this is clear. I hope this is clear. So when we say looking unto Jesus, it's not a religious statement, amen. It's a strategic, deliberate statement that allow us, amen, to look into ourselves, to evaluate our position, our life, amen, to ask ourselves some serious questions, amen. Yes, because who you focus on, what you serve, what you what you focus on defines who you serve. They say, choose this day whom you are going to serve, amen. Yes. So I want us to understand all of this, that to look unto Jesus, amen, is to celebrate, is to amplify the kingship of Christ in our life, amen, and his and His kingdom, amen, within the context of our existence. The kingdom of God operates within the reality, the revelation, the ascended revelation, amen, of one that is captured, hallelujah, by the image of Christ. You cannot... We cannot talk about the kingdom of God outside, amen, the context of the reality of the image that we are, amen, focusing. Christ must become the definer, amen, of our life, of the things that we do. And that is not some wishy-washy, you know, religious statement. No, that is, amen, the most complex understanding of, of life. When you live your life through the image, through the mirror, through the eyes of Christ, then you are living, amen, a fulfilled life. You are living a successful life. You're living a life, hallelujah, that is determined, hallelujah, by the prophetic intention. Because the prophetic intentions of God are hidden in Christ. In Him are hidden 
In him, in Christ, are hidden, are layer. Yes, all mysteries. The mysteries of knowledge, the mysteries of wisdom, the mysteries of understanding. Amen. All the things that we want to be and achieve and become in life are all locked in Christ. So when somebody tells you, well, uh, there is more to Christ, you know, uh, <laughs> you've got to understand that it is, there's a lot we, we are still yet to understand when it comes to who Jesus is. That's why he reveals himself in all kinds of dimensions. Amen. Uh, 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 people who have tapped into, you see, the, the dimensions of Christ have brought out, yes, a, a value system, if you will, a philosophy. Amen. Yes, that, that, that characterize certain dimensions of life. And we, in our day, like I said earlier, when I look at what is going on today, I see all kinds of things, amen, that is happening that may lead a lot of people, amen, outside the borderline, amen, of, of, of the revelation of Jesus. Listen, friends, with the complexity of the days that we live in, with the complexity of the seasons that we're living, all right? And I'm talking about complexity at all levels, out of form, amen, politically, you know, economically, you understand, you know, scientifically, you understand, whatever it is that, that is causing the heart of men today, amen, you know, to fail them. And in fact, you should, you should worry, you should bother if, if you do not understand, amen, yes, the prophetic counsels of God for this new day, because the kind of things, all right, that will be awakened, the, the kind the kind of wonders the kind of you know line wonders the the the, 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 the kind of things that are going to mesmerize that is going to challenge that is going to make all the things that you have ever known all the all knowledge you've ever gathered amen to become like a child's play um, we are in that day just like in the days where you know uh, you know the world was introduced to the internet now the world is being introduced to another order of life that is more in fact that is a, a thousand times more powerful than the internet the world of AI. I don't think people really are, are comprehending. <laughs> a lot of people are still sleeping, all right, regarding, you know, the, the, the world of AI, the, the, the ability, what that thing can do in terms of, you know, disrupting not just the economy, but the human life, disrupting relationship, disrupting finance, disrupting government. I mean, if you begin to think of the shared capacity, power, all right, that are being placed in the hands of humans, because if we don't understand these things, technology may just take over human life. And in fact, is already, already doing that. And that, of course, that's the purpose. That's why I'm saying that all of this must be understood within the... You see, if your idea about Christ is just some religious church thing, then you 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 already capture. That's the truth. <laughs> you, you already capture. But if you begin to understand Jesus, Amen, as the author of life, Amen, as the definer of life, and that means that, Amen, how we interact, how we deal with life, how we look at life, how we you know engage life, Amen, how we buy and sell. You understand? I, I don't from what you would define as, Amen, kingdom economy. Of course, you can't have a kingdom, Amen, without the king. That's my point. All right. That is my own understanding, amen, of what the kingdom of God. And of course, when, when you talk about a kingdom, then there, there's a counter kingdom. We, we're going to look at that scripture in, 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 in Isaiah chapter 2. As the, as, the, as the mountain of God arises, amen, we see that that mountain is also arising amidst other mountains. 
said rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. You cannot rule. You cannot come to dominion. You can't come to position of life, power, hallelujah, without the reality, without the revelation of Jesus. Who do men say the son of man is? Are you seeing the context that I'm sharing with us? We have to sit down and recalibrate and ask ourselves some very pertinent, important question. Amen. To the degree we know we have interaction, relationship, experience of Christ is to the degree we have, amen, the boldness, the confidence, the courage, amen, the stamina, the ability, the competence, the skill to deal with the nature of the day before us. It's from that point, amen, that I'm dealing with what, we, what I'm talking about. So don't think I'm just, you know, expressing some religious idea, looking onto Jesus. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. So if you've been looking to some religious idea, if you've been looking to, amen, some image that has been mirrored, if you've been looking to some image that has been painted by religion and traditions of men, if you've been looking to what, amen, some group of religious, you know, theologians have put together, all right, that sound like, that looks like Christ, but it's not Christ. Oh, you're going to have yourself to be blaming this end of days. Because what your faith, amen, is anchored on will define and determine how you trade, how you interact, how you engage the 21st century and beyond. How you're going to raise your children, how you're going to be dealing with, amen, yes, contradictions from every walks of life. So the question again is, how much of Christ do you know? How much of Christ has been formed in you? Hallelujah. Do you just see Christ once a while? Do you see Christ only when you go to church and hear that, you know, message? Do you just see Christ every every morning when you wake up and you, you know, you pray and you read, the, you, you read your scripture religiously or as Christ, amen, become part and parcel of every aspect of your thought, every aspect of your thinking, amen, your faculty amen your your process of of looking like life to the point that how you view things how you see people amen is shaped and configured through the realities and the revelation of christ seated within your heart because it's from there that you will be able to rise up as a daniel it's from there that you'll be able to stand as a joseph amen because i tell you the gods that have been awakened in our day amen wants to make a mess of your life it's from that point that I'm saying we need to, amen, become, you know, a type of an Elisha that is well tutored, that is well built, that is well equipped, amen, to engage. Listen to this. It's not going to be easy for you to want to transform a nation. I see people say, well, we, our duty, our desire, we want to change the nation. We want to build a nation. We want to transform the nation. I hope you understand, amen, that there's a spirit called Jezebel that is already positioned within the nation. There's a spirit called, amen, yes, Pharaoh that is already governing even the people of God. For, for 400 years, amen, yes, the people of God were under the slavery, were under the control of a spirit called Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh is saying, who is that God? Who is that God that I should let the people go? Are you getting the point that I'm making? So when we talk about the reality, the revelation of Christ... It must be the anchor that, that emboldens us, that grants us the ability, the capacity, amen, the, the, the courage to stand before the gods of this world. Just like Daniel stood in Babylon, amen. We must be able to stand. 
without the reality and the revelation of Christ, not some good doctrine, not some good, you know, theology, not some good spiritual, you know, feelings and emotions that we have developed and maybe some good morals that we have developed, amen, that we think that is enough to be able to face, to be able to challenge, to be able to stand against the powers that be. Sorry, we're going to have something else coming for us. So we have to be certain. We have to be sure. We have to, amen, have our understanding clear. I want to quickly just share some points with us this morning. Look at the scripture. Let's let's go to Isaiah 2. Like I said, I'm connecting this to, to, to this two message. Amen. God, you know, uh, has given to us. We've been we, since last month, we've been dealing with the transition of Elisha. Alright? Yes to a day where a people are going to emerge in the earth because that's Elijah. Elijah is the company of people that are going to be emerging in this end of days. Let me just quickly make this statement. Elijah is a company of people that are going to be taking over, amen, from, amen, the past seasons of leaders, from the past concept idea of church. Elijah, if you will, is the new ecclesia. Elijah, hallelujah, is the new type of a church, is the new type of, amen, kingdom representatives. Elijah is a new type of a father, mother, Amen. A new type of a family, amen, that are emerging upon the day, amen. Yes, that God is empowering, that have gone through Gilgal, they've gone through, amen, Bethel, they've gone through, if you will, Jericho, hallelujah, they've crossed Jordan, they've come to the other side. And all of these dimensions that we are mentioning, amen, are all spiritual experience. They are all spiritual, you know, if you will, are junctions. They are all spiritual curves that we have to, amen, experience. If you think your experience of God, amen, in Gilgal is enough, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not going to be enough. So why we are pressing into Christ, why we want to understand, why we want to live life, amen, to honor and to glorify Christ is because we want to be competent in the day. The Bible says in the days, hallelujah, of, of your power, your, your, the people shall be willing, hallelujah, in the day where we are called upon, amen, yes, to begin to engage the world of AI, to begin to, listen, we're not running away from the AI, we're not running away from technology, no, we're not that type of a church. We're not a church that will be running. A, no, no. We want to make the best use of that which is available. Yes. Just like in the days of Daniel and the rest. Whatever is being thrown to us today. We want to see. We want to understand the mind of God. Amen. We want to know how we can use technology to fast track. To advance the purposes of God. Hallelujah. Yes. But we cannot. We can only do that when we have a clear prophetic insight to what Christ is and to what Christ is saying so that amen somebody does not manipulate us just because amen we are insecure just because amen we've suffered poverty we've suffered lack somebody comes and throws some money to you amen yes to steal our identity somebody comes and lie to you you understand to derail what God wants to use that tool for for their own selfish agenda that has always been amen how the kings of the earth rule that which was meant for good, amen, they take it, they hijack it, amen, for their own selfish reason. So, if you look at somebody like Joseph, Daniel, Esther, they all have skill, they all have ability, capacity, amen. There's something that God has given to them, amen, that allowed them to mingle themselves, that allowed them, amen, yes, to become, if you will, yes, that yeast in the midst of the door, hallelujah, that brought transformation, amen, that impact, that, that change, amen, their environment. 
And we've got to understand, look into our own life as we track Jesus and find how we can live life successfully in the midst of amen, the gods, the, the idols that have been that have been that have been awakened earlier, in the midst of the mountains that are rising earlier. We have to be able, listen to this, our ability to be able to stand against amen, these mountains rising against our above, you know, that the mountains of God that wants to rise above the mountains of God will be because of the realities, the light, the revelation, the light of Christ, amen, that we are increasing in. So if you are not looking unto Jesus on a day-to-day basis, what do you think you're going to be looking to? Going to be looking at something else. And if you're not looking at something else, you're going to be looking at yourself. And when you start looking at yourself, you start dying. Because self, amen, is the first, is the first enemy of God. Self is what breeds pride. Lucifer looked to himself and he said to himself, he will rise above the mountains of God, above the stars of God. And he was brought down. That's a law. Anything that, 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 that looks to itself, that look upon itself, amen, beyond the creator, beyond the maker earlier, is brought low. So we, we need to put all of this concept into, into the place, amen, of relevancy in our life. That's why we read scripture. We read scripture so that we can see what God, amen, is demanding, what God requires, amen, and track, amen, how God is interacting with his word, amen, within the seasons of our life. There is a now word. There is something God is saying to the church for this season that will make us, amen, relevant. We cannot continue to build from the same old order of that which is dead. Elijah is going to be taken out of the scene. Elijah has done his part, amen. He's come to the place of weariness and tiredness. And they're about, amen, to change the batting. He's about, amen, yes, to release, to pass over, yes, the next order of kingdom, kingdom engagement to Elisha. And we're tracking this transition because we say Elisha is a typology of a third day church. How this church is going to hallelujah, represent God, how this church is going to look, how this church is going to, you know, you know, reflect its identity are the things we've got to know in this season. So when I say again, let's look unto Jesus, it's a powerful strategic concept, amen, the Lord is introducing to us so we are not confused, so we are not deceived, so we are not, amen, captured, yes, by these powerful, you know, dragons rising up. We have to be secure in Christ. The principle is David was able to bring Goliath down. But when you look at the image of Goliath compared to David, you will tell yourself in a million years is impossible. This young, this young guy, this young guy will never be able to defeat this Goliath. But David did. Not because David, amen, was able to do that in his own ability. No, it's because he knew a God. It's because he interacted with the God. It's because, hallelujah, he had, he had truth, not religion. He had truth, not tradition. He had truth, not church. He had God in his life, hallelujah. It's amazing that we can preach about David in the church, but we don't track, amen, which church did David went to? Who was the pastor of David? Who was the pastor of Moses? Who was the pastor of Methuselah? Oh, come on. Who was the pastor of Enoch? All of these people had, amen, a personal intimate relationship, a personal encounter with God. And that is the only saving grace. As it were, hallelujah, in ages past, so it is in our day. 
It's not enough, amen, yes, to just hide ourselves in a gathering and think that is enough, amen, to save us. No, because when the enemy comes knocking at your door in the middle of the night, there may not be a prophet there. There may not be a pastor there. There may not be a teacher there. And please hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying not going to church, amen, not going, uh, going to church is not relevant. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we've got to know, we've got to understand the context because there's a there's a point of gathering, there's a point of meeting, there's a point I live of convergence when we converge as the ecclesia my god there should be a power release not doing religious thing not messing around not 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 doing this thing that people look at and like what's going on with this why you out of your mind how do you do church amen in the 21st century with all of this thing no we've got to we've got to build amen knowledge within hallelujah the mindset of people like I said, when people come to church, they come to God's embassy. They come to a place, amen, where they are empowered. Are you following me, friends? Are you tracking this morning? It's important we understand. We have to accelerate our growth, our knowledge, our self. Open your Bible or just read with me. Thank you, Jesus. In the last days, are we there? We are already there. We are, we are in the last days. We are in the last day. The last day began from the, from the day Jesus resurrected. And we've been seeing, amen, the culminations of the last day. We've been seeing the accelerations of the last day. We've been seeing, yes, the increase of the manifestations of the last day. In the last day, men shall be lovers of themselves. In the last day, the mountain of, yes, the, the house of the God of Jacob shall be exalted. Have you read that? We're going to look at it. Come on. So there's that's understanding we've got to know amen about the concept of the last day and the last day is about the day of the emergence of the lord the last day amen is about the day of the lord and in with within the context of that day amen there are all kinds of activities that are going to be yes emerging upon 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 the earth amen there are all kinds of things that are going to be taking place so we should not be surprised amen we should not be caught. Oh, I didn't know. What, no, no. no. The, the enemy should not strike us. Amen. Yes. We, you know, we, 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 with the issues of surprise. No. No believer should be surprised in this end of days. We should be walking and be tracking. Hallelujah. Yes. The intentions of God. The mind of God. And you're going to be seen. Amen. How even in the days of our Lord Jesus, his own disciples were caught. Surprised. But they've been told, they've been, you know, they, they've been tracking a prophetic word. But when the reality came to be, they were surprised. Nothing should surprise a believer. Not even Jesus. Jesus said, amen. He knew all things. He said, what you need to do, uh, 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 you know, Judas, do it. I'm not surprised. Don't, any, don't allow the enemy to beat you, amen, with the act of surprise. Let's read on. Amen. In the last day, the mountain of the house of the Lord. I want you to see how God defines the church here. How God defines his people. He defined them as what? As a mountain. A mountain is a place you climb. Is a place where you find, if you will, security. It's a hiding place. But it's also a place, amen, where victory is defined and determined. 
Nobody climbs a mountain, amen, without sacrifice, without a sense, yes, or you know, of 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 shedding off all kinds of weight. You don't climb a mountain, amen, with all kinds of baggages and mindset, wrong belief system. No. The church of God, amen, is the mountain of the Lord. In the in the last day, amen, in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be what established. So let's get that clear first. It will be established. It's under construction. And the more they construct, the more they work in our life, there's going to be an establishment. What does it mean to be established? It means to be firm. It means to be built firm. It means, amen, to be unshakable. It means to be unmovable. Irregardless of what is coming, irregardless of what, amen, yes, is being awakened, irregardless of the technology and what they're going to use, the diabolic, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, things they're going to be using or uh, through this technology, irregardless of the, the wickedness that is going to be, you know, awakening the heart of men in the place of politics, you understand, irregardless of how they're going to be using poverty, you understand, as a weapon or uh, to, to cause men to want to bow the knees. The Bible says, you and I who is known as the mountain of the house of the Lord will be what? Establish. So let's get that clear. God wants to establish us. God wants to establish us. Say that to yourself. God wants to establish me. The world system have an idea of a person being established. When you say oh, that person is established, they look at a man, the financial state of that person. They look at, you understand, you know, uh, 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 if you will, the assets of that person. They look at maybe the connection of that person, the influence of that person. You understand? Yes. They look at the, the wealth of that person and say, oh, well, that's an established person. Yes, that's true to a certain level. But all of those things, amen, in one day, in one hour, amen, can be eroded. I mean, you know that, like I know that. Even the rich people know that. <laughs> it's good to have money. It's good to have a good house. It's good to have all of those things because those things are basically a tool. And we need tools. We need tools. Just like, amen, the world of AI, amen, is a tool. We need tools to be able to know what to do, how to do things, how to fast track things. Yes, yes, we need tools. But to be established is to be really, amen, affirmed and be confirmed, amen, in the revelation of the resurrected Christ. An established man or woman is one, amen, who is found, established, amen, in the reality, in the ascended life of Christ. It's not just a churchgoer. It's not just a bunch of religious people. When you are established, it means, amen, your life is anchored. That no matter, amen, the arrow thrown at you, no matter, amen, the, the spot, hallelujah, yes, on you, no matter, amen, the slap on your face, no matter, amen, the imprisonment, no matter the attack, no matter the poverty, no matter the sickness, disease, amen, thrown, you are afflicted with, no matter what happens to you, amen, that you are not moved, that you are not shaken, your faith, hallelujah, is anchored. That's an established person. Because you see that kind of a person, you throw him money, that person is still established. You take the money away, he or she is still established. <laughs> the establishment is not done, amen, by things that can be eroded, amen, by the flood of life. 
That establishment is not, amen, something that is susceptible, that is subject, amen, to rain, to flood, hallelujah, yes, to wind. <laughs> it's not something that when you throw it in the fire, it burns. Come on. When you establish, you are established, hallelujah, in the value of immortality. You are established, amen, in the understanding of life. You see, I'm just on the first letter of the scripture we're reading. Will be established. To be established is to have Christ in your life. Is to, is to daily, moment by moment, amen, interact with Christ. The most difficult thing to do in life. Is to keep your eyes on the Lord. Let me repeat it again. The most difficult thing to do in life is to keep your eyes on the Lord. The most challenging thing in life, amen, is to keep Jesus in focus. You think that is simple. You may think, oh, <laughs> if you think what I've just said is simple, then you don't know. You, you really, you, in fact, you have not begun a journey in the things of God. The most challenging thing is to maintain a focus. You know why? Because the moment you determine to maintain a focus in Christ, every demon in hell will be awakened to distract you. Every power, every, every arsenal of the enemy will be focused on you. You see, the reason why the church is the way it is today is because the enemy has been able to infiltrate our sense of focus. 99% of Christians today are defeated by what? By distraction. What is distraction? To take your eyes off Christ. Because once you take your eyes off Christ, your eyes is also, amen, of the direction, of the purpose, of the vision that he has ordained for your life. Nobody fulfills anything for God outside of God. <laughs> Nobody fulfills, carries out anything for our Lord Jesus Christ outside his, his image. Our view in focus is what define and determine our strength to do anything for the Lord. In the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief among the mountains. Can you see that? That is the context I really, maybe I should just stop on this point and then just say one or two other things then we're done for this morning. Because I really want you and I to get this clear. This will define and demand that you go back, amen, and really look deep into your life and ask yourself some very important questions. Do I really know the truth? If I know the truth, am I experiencing the things that the truth, amen, yes, should manifest in my life? Or am I just make, you know, living in the, in the realm of make-believe, Alice in the Wonderland? <laughs> you know? You know those children's cartoon? It's easy to just be in some strange, you know, land, in some strange magical land, and everything just look, wow. <laughs> I think that's where many many Christians are, you know, are practicing their Christianity. Wow. Only for, for them to realize that, oh, I'm dreaming. It's, it's just a dream. It's a mirage. 
Because really to walk with God, to keep your focus on Christ, is going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you everything. Not just some things. I mean everything. You know, that when you come on this platform, we engage the truth. Nothing but the truth. We speak the truth because it's the truth that we engage with, that we experience, that sets us free. It's not the truth we acquire that sets us free. I think in my office here, if I'm not mistaken, I must have up to, if I begin to count all the books here, just here alone, I'm sure there are more than 500 books. Just in my little office here, 500 books. If I count all the books that I have, maybe about a thousand does that mean that I have all the knowledge, amen, of those thousand material? Absolutely not. That's a very good example. You can carry the Bible and carry the entire Bible all around your life. You can lay with it. You can sleep with it, amen. You, you can put the scripture all over your house, amen. If those things don't get into your heart, if those things do not become flesh, sorry. The enemy will walk into your house and give you a nice beating and go back. And the next day, he's going to come back again and give you a nice beating and go back. And the next week, he's going to come back again. He's not bothered about those things, those charades. He's not bothered about you window dressing your life with, with scriptures and words. No, no, no. I don't let that thing get into it. your word. Have I hidden in my heart? Your heart is the container. Of the word of life out of the heart proceed we're dealing with looking unto jesus and trying to understand how we can mitigate the distractions the the, the subtle distractions that are placed around us of course also exposing the lies and the tradition amen that religion has, has thrown before us thinking that if we do xyz or if we behave and act in a particular way suddenly we are changed we are transformed you lie our change and transformation can be measured by the quality of the word of God. Amen. Yes, entrenched. You know like I know that when you take a seed, which is the word of God, and plant it. Amen. Give it time. Allow that seed. Amen. Yes, to have the right nutrient, the right environment, the right, you know, uh, 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 you know, watering. After a while, the seed will bloom. Excuse me. Is the seed of God's word blooming, growing? in your life because it's from that point hallelujah that you have the strength the ability the capability <coughs> excuse me to engage and the word become flesh oh yes thank God we've got the word but the word must be translated to flesh all of these amen are captured in word in looking unto Jesus. When the enemy distracts you or lie to you that because you've got this man of God in your life, you've got that prophet, you listen to that prophet, you listen to that apostle, you go to that conference, oh, you are in that meeting, oh, you are involved in that ministry, oh, you are all over the place, and you do this, you do that, then suddenly, you know, you are, <laughs> you are secure. You lie to yourself. Information gathering is one thing which I think is what most Christians do. We like to gather information. 
In fact, it's like we have become addicted to gathering information. Just gather, gather, gather. It's like the children of Israel. They say, take enough for the day. No. <clears throat> they gather more than what they need for the day. They say, give us today our daily bread. No, no, no. They say, we want tomorrow's bread. You know, the reflection of that is poverty. It's poverty that leads to insecurity. It is poverty that leads to lack of trust. It is poverty, amen, that wants you to portray a kind of, you know, a, a mindset, ability, capability, when you know you don't have it. And poverty, yes, is a reflection of insecurity, like I said. They say, gather enough for the day. They do not say that we want, we want for tomorrow and next tomorrow. Well, by the next day, they want to gather and turn to what? Maggots. And turn to maggots. They couldn't eat it. Because the one you've gathered for today, you understand, you, you, you have not dealt with it. You have not chewed on it. You've not, but you want to. So that when everybody is saying, you also can say, well, I also know. That's not how the things of God works. God is not in competition with us. Neither are we supposed to be in competition, you understand, with the things of God. We have to be free. When we're free, we, we walk in humility. We surrender to the process and to the values and to the standards of God. Is somebody tracking with me? Let's quickly go back. House of the Lord. The house of the Lord. I almost missed that. Not just the house of our Savior, but the house of the Lord. The house of, yes, Yes, the, 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 the supremacy, the sovereignty. If we're building a house that he is not Lord, every house is built by a man, you know that. Hebrews 3, every house is built by a man, but God is the builder of all things. So if he's the house of the Lord, it means that he is the one building his house. It means that our life, amen, is finally surrendered to him because we are supposed to be that house and he's supposed to be the one doing what? Building his own house. If he's the one building his house, then the house belongs to him. It's the house of the Lord. In fact, you can see it on the screen here. That word Lord, amen, yes, is put there in capital letter. Not in small letter. So they're trying to tell us that this is not a small thing here. The house of the Lord. If it's the house of the Lord, we can be rest assured that it will be established. But if it's the house of some small Lord, amen, some little Papa, some little Bishop, amen, some little Prophet, amen. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yes, our 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 Papas and Mamas and you know Bishops and Apostles and Prophets have built things that sometimes you know don't find some of us. Wow, they are the house of men, and they can wow you. But they can't wow God because he's not there. It's not, I'm, he said, I'm not in your assembly. I'm not in your gathering. Because everything that you're doing, you've done it for your own self-agenda. You've done it to promote yourself, to promote your own gift. So it's not there. Jesus is the, is the head of the house. He's the head of our life. Whatever we're doing that Christ is not the head, you can be rest assured that the end of that thing is going to be chaotic. It's going to be destructive. The house of the Lord. On that day they will say, come let us go to the house of the Lord. 
Is Jesus the house? Is the head of our house? Is it the head, amen, of our life? Every house is built by a man. Man has the ability and the capability, the competence to build things. The only difference is that whatever man builds is not habited by God. Whatever we allow God to build through us will be habited by him. And how do we know that when his glory appeared? When his glory, when his glory appeared in the house, hallelujah. And you're, I'm sure by now you understand what that means when I say glory. Let's not mistake in the glory of God for some hypes. For some lies, for, for some things that people cook up and, you know, you know, instead, you know, through fine music. That's not glory. If our, if our worship, amen, does not come from a pure heart, from a heart, amen, that is consecrated, that is circumcised, that is laid on the altar, whatever music or worship we think we are offering to God is vain. Oh, come on. What are we doing? We're tracking, amen? Yes, our transition, God's prophetic intentions for our day, the kind of house God is building, the kind of men and women that are going to be standing out and representing God's prophetic desire and design for this end of days. They said to Moses, build according to the pattern we show you where? On the mountain. If we're building in accordance to God's divine intention, then this will be the day where God will begin to showcase the beauty and the glory of Christ. Because this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. We want to celebrate the beauty of Christ. We want to celebrate the beauty of his glory. Amen. That beauty will be revealed through, amen, the works of our hand, through the things that we have done. Yes, the Bible says, yes. Our life should be like what? Like a lighthouse. That is not just shining, but it's giving direction to the upcoming ship. Everything that we stand for and we represent, amen, should sure reflect the glory of God that when people are far, people in darkness see they are attracted, amen, to that order of life. That's what we mean when we say looking unto Jesus. So quickly, let's continue. I'm about to stop. In the last day, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief, as the chief, as the chief of the mountains. Of the mountains. There's a mountain of AI that is rising. Things are going to be done in this season that would dumbfound me as, as, as the world of AI is emerging around, yes, the world of internet speed like never before. <clears throat> People were still talking about 5G and afraid of 5G. I mean, 6G is just around the corner. This is where all kinds of machines will be able to speak to each other. All kinds of things will be able to dump seamlessly without any effort, you see. And this is why I'm saying that we have to, amen, anchor. Let me, let, me, let me say this, and maybe I should round up with this. This is why we need to anchor our mind, amen, yes, with that of Christ. They say, let this mind be in you. When you wear the mind of Christ, amen, the world of AI will not be able to hijack your mind. Because like I said, basically anything AI can do for you today, AI can write a message for you. 
AI can tell you how to propose to somebody. AI can give you, just think of any, anything you can think of. There's an AI for that. AI can duplicate this message that I'm preaching right now. You, a day is going to come, you're not going to know the difference. Is it Isaiah that is truly preaching or is it an AI? Because they are perfecting, you understand, all of these things. The ability for AI to speak like me, all right, to look like me, you understand, to give you all this background and everything that you can see. AI can duplicate it and maybe even do better. And you would have thought that is Isaiah Phillips. So can you see? The only difference that will separate me from image and sound, amen, will be the mind of Christ, will be what the mind of Christ. And this is one of the reasons why we need to engage AI because, you see, those who engage this system, amen, uh, will, will, will not only learn the language, but that system also learn their language because, amen, you know, AI is basically, amen, an issue of input. What you input into it, amen, is what is going to bring out to you, yes, in a better refined form. You understand? Yeah. So if we say, oh, we're running away, we, we, no, 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 somebody else is going to hijack that same tool. It's a tool. AI is a tool. <clears throat> it's a tool. And we need to know how to utilize them, not depend on them, how to use, utilize them to fast track our pursuit, our engagement with the things of God. Not control, not, not being controlled, amen, by AI or, or by any other thing or by the minds of men. There are people already, amen, that have been manipulated. Their mind, you know, the enemy has infiltrated their mind and the devil is using their mind, using their mouth, using their body, using their entire being, amen. Yes, to do evil, to stop, to hinder, to frustrate. You understand? Yes, the advancement of the purposes of God. There are people like that today. And we need to know how to engage with such people. So, so don't just think I'm talking about AI alone. No, there are... The Bible talks about there are people who have yielded themselves as an instrument in the end of the enemy. Just like we yield ourselves as instrument in the hand of Christ. Yes, what I'm doing today, amen, is a reflection of me being used by God to bring his truth. As I'm propagating the gospel of Christ, there are people propagating the gospel, amen, of the enemy. The gospel of frustration, poverty, hatred, the gospel of xenophobia, the gospel of racism, the gospel of perversion, the gospel of lust, iniquity. We're mentioning there are people who offer themselves. Why? Because they can't see better. We need to understand the nature of the days that we live in. So even when we talk about Jesus, we have to define the Jesus we're talking about so that amen, we, are not, we are not promoting or preaching another Jesus. The Bible says amen, in the end of days, there will be many Jesuses that will be surfacing. There will be many antichrists. Amen. I told us the last time, amen, wherever you find antichrist is because there's something that reflects the image of Christ. That the enemy does not want you, yes, to accept or to believe. Antichrist is just anti, anti-Christ. Anti the values of Christ. Anti the principle of Christ. Anti the ways of Christ. That's an antichrist. It's not some somebody coming from Brussels. Maybe that will be the culmination, amen, some image. People will tell, oh, that's the, no, no, no. The antichrist, the spirit of the antichrist is anything, any image, any person, amen, that does that which is against, that which negates, that which, amen, stands 
to hinder the values, the principles, the teachings, the ways of Christ in our life and in the environment. That's an antichrist spirit. So we can look at it from the very small, minute things to the very top, complex things of controlling and governing nations. Let's not be deceived. Hallelujah. Let me round up with this, with this scripture. I've got it somewhere. The next time we meet, we'll continue on this point. Are, are you seeing how we're merging? Amen. The days of Elijah, the transition of Elijah, and looking unto Jesus. Because the, there's always a coronation. There's a, always a connection. All right? The word of God is one. Amen. There are no divisions in truth. Yes. There, there might be segments and departments. But at the end of the day, yes, God's prophetic in, intention and agenda is for us, amen, yes, to be transformed into the image of Christ. As Paul rightly put it in Ephesians, yes, that we come into Christ, that we mature into Christ. We come into the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. I want to show you something quickly. Okay, before, let's look at the uh, verse 13 of Luke, Luke, Luke 24. Remember the story the road, on the road to Emmaus. The Bible says that same day, two of them, two of, two of his disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Not too far from Jerusalem, but I tell you, it's a long distance. Because amen, Emmaus, like I've said before, is a place where you go to recline. It's a place where you go to rest. It's more like a small, you know, resort center. It's, it's a place where you go just to lay lay down. And, you know, some people will say, you know, uh, where you go to try to forget your, your sorrow. They're going to Emmaus. From a place that the Lord told them to wait. It's a tarry in Jerusalem. So these two guys were going to Emmaus. The Bible says in verse 14, they were walking with each other about, excuse me, they were, they were talking to each other about everything that had happened. Now, if you read verse 12 of that scripture, you will know what has happened because even Peter himself was confused about what has happened because the, the Bible says that Peter went to the tomb all right, and saw that the place was empty. What was left was just, you know, you know, the, 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 the linen cloth that he was wrapped in. And so Peter himself, Peter was supposed to be the leader. He himself was like, what's going on here? So he left. I'm sure, I'm sure he must have, you know, kind of, you know, tell the rest what has happened. So the Bible says, meanwhile, these two on their way to Emmaus, let's go, let, let's go drink our, ourselves to stupor. Let's go have some rest. We don't know what has been happening to this Jesus guy. I mean, we've been serving him. We served him. We thought he's our Messiah. Now he's gone. <laughs> so they're confused, but they were really serious about, you know, what is going on. The Bible says two of them were, were going to Emmaus, amen, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking all right with each other about everything that had happened as they were talking and you know you know deliberating on these things they were really if you if you read some translation would tell you that they were very serious about these things that have happened in jerusalem all right the bible says as they were deliberating jesus himself came up and walked amen along with them it's like guys can i you know can i hang around with you guys can i join you oh, come on join us bible says but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. How come? How come? You walked with this guy for three and a half years. You were his disciples. 
The Bible says, and their eyes were kept. Remember that, that teaching we did? The calibration of our eyes? You remember? Can you see how they all connect? The Bible says, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Why? How can we in this season, amen, recognize Jesus? There's a way we used to know Jesus. That's the point I quickly want to make, amen. There is a way, there's a manner we used to understand Jesus. In fact, Paul, in I think 2 Corinthians 5 said it. He said, he said we used to know Jesus, yes, after this order. There's an order we used to know Jesus. There's a way we used to know Jesus, the man of Galilee, the one who healed, who provided, who, who did this, who did that, who raised the dead. Yes, who raised Jairus' daughter. You know, the one who provided for us, the one who gave us this. Well, there's a way we used to know Jesus. But friends, we are in the day of knowing Jesus from his resurrected nature, from his resurrected lifestyle. Can you track Jesus from that order? Because when Jesus, amen, appeared to this guy, amen, in the 21st century, they could not identify him. When Jesus, amen, yes, stepped out of their framework of identifying him, of knowing him. Remember that even when Jesus took, you know, uh, 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 Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration, they, they could not identify. The Bible said he was transfigured before them. Listen, friends, the image of Christ you think you know right now, when they take you to an ascended level, it will be changed completely. And amen. And when they bring us to an ascended level, it means that there is a new level of battle. There's a new level of challenges that is before men, that is before amen, the world. Every time there's an increase amen, in the revelation, in the identity of Jesus, every time we, they bring us to an ascended position amen, of Christ, we have to change, amen, our perspective. We have to ask the Lord to adjust, amen, our vision. We have to ask the Lord to adjust, amen, our view. We have to ask the Lord to walk on our, our side so we can see him, amen, in the new light that they want us to see. Or else we might try to look at him or judge him from the old pattern and we may just not be able to recognize him. And that was what happened here on the road to Emmaus because this was after his resurrection. They could not identify him. And the Lord, as, as his prophetic intention increases and, and moves to new level, there will be a new dimension. It's still the same Jesus, but amen, he's been revealed from a new level, from a new pedestal, from a new height. There are heights in the things of God. There are ascendance in the things of God. There are increase. The Bible says, yes, of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. The things of God, the realities of God, amen, are ever growing. There's ever there's an ever increasing amen knowledge, wisdom, understanding of the things of God. That's why we cannot afford amen to be limited, to be captured. Yes, in the experience of yesterday, the Bible said their eyes were kept from recognizing Him. I'll leave it hanging here. Let's look up to Jesus. To look up to him, we have to sacrifice. We have to sacrifice, friends. Our life, our time. We have to look again. We have to ask him, take us back to your word. Help us to see you in the light of the nature of the 21st century. 
help us to see what you are doing, what you are saying to us. Help us to know how to translate your life, your nature, your character, your values. Yes, to the kind of church you are building in this season. So that we do not misrepresent you and so that we don't miss we don't miss our day. We don't miss our season. We don't want to miss you in this season. How do we do church in a day like this where everything has been altered? Everything is changing. There's a shift. How do we keep our heart in hot pursuit of your life, of your nature? In the midst where we are being bombarded by all kinds of distraction, even from the midst of what we call, you know, church, Christian activity, help us to get rid of things that need to be get rid of now. There are things we just need to get rid of. And there are things the Lord is taking away, yanking away from our life. Things that have become distractions to us. Help us to develop the discipline, to maintain a focus, a focus of a life that is not shifted, that is not moved. We want to be like the Simeons and the Annas who were positioned, yes, at the gate of the temple, waiting for the consolations of, of Israel. God is doing something in our day. He's about to do something in our day that only those that are focused on him will catch it. Help us, Lord. Grant us capacity, competence. Help us to wait. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We need a renewal of strength. You know what strength means? Strength means, amen, recalibration of vision. Strength means to see the Lord, amen, in the new light. Strength means, amen, yes, to identify our weakness and go to him and require, amen, yes, what we need to survive and to continue to advance his purposes and his intention for the day. We have to identify and be able to, yes, yes, underline what strength we need for the day. Strength means that when the enemy comes and try to distract us, that we are not shaking, that we are not moved, that we remain, that we abide, that we become like that oak tree planted by the rivers of water. We need strength. Do you have strength? Do you have strength? And if you do, what is your strength? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We want our strength to be renewed, to be... Sometimes the renewal of the strength is they will totally, overall, change the components of our spiritual existence, the components of our spiritual life. Do you have strength, friends? I need strength. There are challenges before me that I need the strength of God to help me, to tackle them, to move, to press on, to continue to maintain the testimony of Christ, not to give in, not to give up, not to throw in the tower, not to buckle, to compromise. I need strength. I don't know about you, but we all need strength in this season in time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Then they will mount up with wings like eagle. Come on, friends. When you begin to mount up with wings like eagle, it means you begin to surmount, amen. You begin to overcome limitation. That's what that means. And the limitations are always within as long as we live on earth, we will always have resistance. As long as you want to move, as long as you have a sense of vision, a sense of purpose, there is always a resistance. Take that. 
To say you will, you will ever live a life without resistance, without challenge, it means you're, you're as good as dead. But as long as you live, there will always be somebody, something, you know, some issue, some challenge that wants to challenge you. That's how life is. Amen. Those who succeed in life are those who move against the odds, who break through. Hallelujah. Who break through. You've got to know how to break through. And break through starts with a mindset. And that mindset has to be formed, amen, through, amen, the nature of Christ, the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you can't break through. What are you going to, what, what are you going to use? How are you going to, you know, deal with life? Amen? Only, only Christ can allow us to see things through his eyes. And when we see things through the eyes of God, amen, we have the faith to face them, to challenge them, and to go through them. But if the enemy can distort your vision, distort your belief system, it can defeat you. This is a word that I've brought to you this morning. I hope this word, amen, is encouraging you, has encouraged you. I hope this word will continue to fire you up, amen. I hope this word will allow you not to give up, but to rise up in faith, amen, and believe that he who has begun a good work in you is able. The God we have, the serve is, is a God, amen, who enables us both to will and to do. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We rejoice in your word. We rejoice in your ways. We rejoice in your will. We thank you, O God, that you are not man. That you don't judge us uh, the way men would judge us. That you don't condemn us the way the world condemns. Thank you, Lord, that you, you, you see us and you see us as your children. And therefore, you are very patient. You give us, O God, yes, opportunity. To fix things, to, 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 to deal with things through the strength and grace that you've made available. Help us to see those things and help us to reach out, oh God. Yes, Father, may we not give up on ourselves. May we not give up on ourselves. Yes, because we can give up on ourselves after we've done things several times. And no, maybe this thing is not just for me. No, all you need is to change your view, change your perspective of how, of how you look at things. And let the Lord, amen, <clears throat> guide you, lead you. Let the Lord be your strength. Let the Lord be your vision. I pray for you this morning that the spirit of the Lord will rest on you. That God will empower you afresh and new. That his hand will rest upon you. That he will be mighty, yes, in your life to save you. That he will release into your heart right now, yes, a new sense of hope and vision and faith and courage that you will stand. Even having done all to stand, I pray that you will continue to stand. And if you don't know how to stand, I pray this morning that you will ask the Lord and say, God, I don't know how to stand, but I want to stand. I don't want to fall. I don't want to be part of the statistics. I want to rise up in the authority of your name. I want to represent your prophetic desire and intention. I want to be part of a company of those remnants that you're calling to be. Yes, a church, invincible, a church, yes, that cannot be divided, a church that is moving to the place of your prophetic intention. I want to carry the image of your nature, the image of your face. I want to reflect your authority, yes, upon the earth. I want my life, yes, Lord, to become an instrument that you can use, oh God, to continue to release the, the radiance of your glory. Oh, that through my life, the knowledge of your glory will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Use me for your glory. I want to be part of that tribe of them whose eyes are 
fixed focus on Jesus. That's my prayer, Lord. That's my prayer for my friend, for my brother. That's my prayer for the church of the Lord over this continent, for this nation. I pray that God will rise up upon this, this land, that his will and purpose will be established. Yes, through this through this land and beyond. I pray that the counsels of darkness will not stand or prevail in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. We bless you for another wonderful time like this. Thank you, Father, for the grace you've given to me this morning to share, to, 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 to bring your word in a, in a way, oh God, that is plain, in a way, oh God, that is relevant to your people. I thank you that as we journey in light, we journey, oh God, yes, in the power of your truth. We stand as Elisha of our day, yes Lord, to do your bidding we thank you that this nation the nations of the world, across the nations of the world, there shall be a company of people rising up and awakening and enlightenment oh God, in the knowledge of your will calling upon the name of Yahweh we thank you, oh hallelujah come on, we give you glory ah hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, friends once again thank you this morning for been part of this live broadcast i hope you've been edified i hope you've been i hope you've been built up i hope you've been encouraged amen please continue to pray continue to keep your eyes on the lord continue to remain focused and remain relevant in what amen the spirit of god is doing god will never lead us astray he will always lead us to the path of the greener pasture for the glory of his name thank you so very much we'll see you again hopefully tomorrow enjoy the rest of your day bye-bye Amen.